Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. This is Cinebuds. I'm 889's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And today we are talking about weird movies. This is our annual tradition where me and Kay Polly, we, we love weird movies. Yep. And we love talking about weird movies and watching weird movies. And then we'll collect a handful of weird movies. And every year we do a big episode where we talk about weird movies. Kay Polly, what are some weirdos that we've talked about in the past? Well, of course, we talked about David Lynch. He's like the oh, most yeah. recognizable weird movie director. Yes. Uh, we talked flavor. about yeah, we talked about John Waters. Mm. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about what else we talked about? Um a really strange movie called Taxidermia, which is a very a lovely example of the one of the weirdest movies you, you'll that ever was see. A great one. Yes. So yeah, there's I we love we I guess weird movies I like to explain it every time. It just doesn't yep. mean it's a it's a really broad category. You can have yeah. weird movies that are just different than what you're you're used to. They do they're a little they experiment a little bit with the form or the style. But sometimes weird movies are just off the wall nonsense craziness. So it, it runs the gamut. You can have some very accessible weird movies out there. I think we both like align in the surreal area. We talked about Holy Mountain before, sure, and yeah. like. In the kind of like, how did this get made? What is going on? This is drugs category. Yeah, this I have, is drugs. <laughs> I, yeah. I have one of those um, this year. What um, What is one that you have, Christopher? This one is a very accessible one. It's a five on the weird scale. <laughs> it's a it's it's like a one on the weird scale. Okay. I mean, it is definitely weird, but it's a it's a film called Thirty Two Short Films about Glenn Gould. That sounds fun. It's really interesting. It's the it's about Glenn Gould. Uh, Colm Fior is a great Can actor. You remind me of who Glenn Gould. Glenn is? Gould's a famous pianist, born in the in the early '30s, but like I he's a good like looking guy, '50s, '60s. Yeah, he's a very strange fellow, uh, and he's very eccentric. But there's an interesting film that has 32 short films made up of 32 short films, as the title suggests. Some of them are very experimental ones animated. Some are Colm Fior, this great actor who's playing him in different parts of his life, but they just have a variety of ways of talking about him. And, uh, and like some, like I said, some are more biographical, some are more experimental. So it's a strange way to do a biopic of somebody. But I remember yeah. I saw this at that time in my life where I was like, I'm getting into weird, interesting movies oh, yeah. and interesting directors. And, uh, I watched this one. I loved it. It sounds like a weird way to do a documentary about a weird guy. Right. And so the thing is, yeah, some parts are documentary and some are like fictional recreation. So I suggest cool. that one. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I'd love to revisit that one soon. In the long form, we will get to it after the break. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. Did you know that the majority of 88.9's work is funded by members? That's why we can bring you such diverse programming through music, stories, and this podcast. 
Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to become a member today. And we are back. You you knew we'd come back. We're back with weird films and K-Poly already went over one. I've got my weird film I want to talk about. I, I After knowing about this movie for decades, some of my friends dressing up as this character for Halloween's oh, wow. gone by. I have a lot to ask questions about that. Let's go. I finally <laughs> watched 1968's Barbarella. Meet the most beautiful creature. Her name is Barbarella. And she makes science fiction something else. Have you seen it? I have. I have. And coincidentally, I've rewatched it kind of recently. Okay. Um, I, I just like knew that she went through outer space, like, you know, looking hot and, you know, meeting dudes. And, uh, but I, I started watching it and I loved like right from the beginning it is just a perfect time capsule of the late 1960s. And so it starts off and Barbarella is floating naked in a space pod that is covered in fur-like shag carpet. <laughs> it's it's honestly one of the better in like cr- opening oh, credit scenes. The smile ever. On my face. <laughs> it like hurt. I was smiling so hard. And then she like video conferences with like the president of Earth. And he is like a uh, fabulously wearing like a black boa. And she is like naked. And she's like, oh, let me put something on. And he's like, oh, don't even worry about yeah. it. <laughs> and uh, and then it's like the, the premise is that they are in. They start with love. They greet each other with love. Mm-hmm. And they are in a, a time and space where they, they she has to like rescue um, the, the universe from this man who has like created a weapon. Right. He wants to create war? What what is this? What why would someone thing. why would someone do that? They're in like a post-war, post-conflict. The whole like Post-sex. concept is that. We should post sex. It's important. Um, But it's like they have eliminated all the problems of society. And it's like such a fun thought experiment to be like, you know, all of these things that we're fighting about and arguing all the time. What would life be like if we just solved all these things that we're trying to solve? And you know what it is? It is floating naked. Yeah. In a pod covered in shag carpet, listening to easy listening music. It I, is like I, that's how I want to go. I mean, first of all, that kind of sounds like hospice care. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. I mean, I wish it was like that, but I want to go back to that beginning again. And let me just say, for the record, this yeah. is not cool just because she's naked and floating around. I'm not going to lie it and is say cool that's, because of that. <laughs> no, I was say I'm not going to pretend that I'm I am in the 41st century and I'm post uh, being attracted to people. But right. <laughs> but it is cool because it's that and the fur and the music and the crazy 70s look of it. It's such yeah. a funny and fun introduction to this movie. It's so pleasant. It is. And she's like stripping off her clothes and the letters like kind of spill out yeah. of the clothes that she's right. stripping off. Just like for the opening scene alone, it's yeah. worth it. 
that. And yeah, it's, I, I love that, it, it, that it's, it's such a, a vision of utopia. And then it gets like, there's not a single part of it that isn't surreal. There, there is a part where she skis on a sled on a world of snow that is pulled by a stingray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. At one point, she's like kind of comically attacked by wooden dolls with like razor sharp teeth. <gasps> I do like that scene a lot. That's a little scary. And then also um, she explores the world of physical sex. Yeah. That Which is, is. I like how absurd she thinks it is at the beginning. And then she's like, okay. Yeah. It's, it's barbaric. The movie is, I'm realizing just now, is kind of, the setting is so very similar to, and yet the exact opposite of Zardoz, which we have talked oh, yeah. about before. Which, yeah, which we have talked about too. Which their setting is like, it's a very pro-war future with guns being thrown up on them by a god. Yeah. <laughs> and reading is banned. Uh, but yeah, and this is the opposite, except the look and feel of those two movies are kind of similar. Yeah, and I think it's like, and part of that is because it's like 1968, and so they're yeah. trying to do like really surreal things that we do all the time. That's like really easy to do with CGI, but it was like pre CGI, and so they're like are really ambitious with the surreal yeah. thinking, but they are limited by the materials that they have, and so it's like it's my so favorite, much. That's a that's a winning combination to me. It, it truly is. It's like the limitations are what makes it great. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to sound like an old person, but like, hey, you got it too good these days. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that feeds into like your 80s dystopia yeah. camp movies. Because yeah, sure. those are like the same, like they are funny and fun because, you know, she's being attacked by dolls with razor sharp teeth and it should <laughs> You know, like in a movie today, that would be legit horrifying. Yeah. But it's like they do it so slow that it is funny. Yeah. You know, and it it and it is still like kind of scary. Yeah. But it it is equally as uh just like absurd. Yeah. No, this is that's a good pick because that one is, and I like I said I rewatched it and I was like, yeah, I get why I like this as a kid, other than just not being oversexed kid, oh, uh, <laughs> then you're like, Oh, I can appreciate it. Some slightly less oversexed to now. Which is nice. And I also, I just love how it, I, I like, I love any piece of art that is a time capsule that shows like the values and the morals of that time. And I just like, I love that this is a test, uh, like a, a testament to sex. I yeah. love how it's like, Sex is the thing that we're after. That is what like makes life worth living. That is what is like <laughs> sensual and uh, like all powerful. Yeah. It's just it's, fun. Yeah. It, it also is what ruined the world apparently in this movie, <laughs> but then they like, right. Oh, we'll get back to it. We'll, we can understand that love and sex can go together, but just the war part of it is where we have to take that up. Yeah, it's Barbarella. Good. It's like also weirdly slow. It's like only like an hour and a half, but because like Yeah, it they're is, all high. They're taking their time. <laughs> they are taking their freaking time. What's yeah. the hurry, baby? What is? Yeah. Okay. What else what else do you got? <laughs> uh well, we talked about some big directors who make a lot of weird movies, and here's one that you may not know about uh because he's a Norwegian 
I want to say Norwegian. No, he's from the Netherlands. Is that Dutch? It's Dutch. That's Dutch. Um, Alex Van Warmerdam, which oh is Oh, my a, God. I know. That's such a good name. What Alex name. Van Warmerdam. Yes. He does the – he has, like, nine films out. I like – or he's got ten, and I like almost – every one of them a lot. Um, but two in particular, uh, he just has such strange and wonderful concepts for his films. Um, mm. And the, f- the first one I want to talk about is called the last days of Emma blank. And that's from 2009. Okay. And essentially okay, it's about, a, yeah, these are a lot of these like Borgman was one that came out a few years later. And that one kind of got some attention over here, but mostly they're not getting much attention. Okay. But it's a woman who lives in a large country home and she turns her, she like drives her servants crazy. But it turns out it's because she, her servants are her family. She's, uh, they believe her to be dying. She's dying. And Mm -hmm. the only way they're going to inherit any money is if she does what they say. So her brother, uh, her husband becomes the butler. Her daughter becomes the the maid. Uh, Her uncle becomes the cook. And my favorite, her brother becomes the family dog. What? <laughs> so he has to, when she's around, he has to uh, bark. He just stands up. He stands up and walks around like a man, but he barks. He'll uh, stick his tongue out when she scratches behind his ear, etc. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that is a very funny <laughs> And she refers to them as their name their uh like butler and maid but then when they're alone they can you know they can pretend they can go back to being themselves it's a very strange conceit and it it, they just play it out very realistically so that one is so good uh and then there's a film called borkman like i mentioned which is even stranger and it's actually hard to really uh, encapsulate what it's about borkman Uh, borgman b-o-r-g M-A-N. Borgman. The, the main actor has such a great face and crazy hair and a big beard. And when you just look at the image of it, you're already like, okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I got to find out what's going on. But th- that one's generally about this vagrant uh, who just sort of charms and cons his way into this upper upper class family's lives. And there, it's like this, he just wages this psychological nightmare on them. Oh my God. I love that. But you also see this like group of three people. One of them is a priest hunting Borgman and you do not know why for the longest time. And you Mm. kind of barely know why when it's over, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) which I am so okay with not like, what is that? Why is that happening? I don't care why it's happening. I know it's happening. And I think it's very entertaining. That is a very fun, mysterious plotline to have. But yes, somehow he can get into their dreams a little bit. So it sounds like very fantastical, but it's not played out that fantastically the way it's done, which makes an even creepier vibe. I love a character that can just charm his way into living with people. Yeah. You know, like sometimes like they'll write a character and like, you know how that happens in life where someone is just like so sure of themselves. They're like, yeah, I'm going to live with you. And you're like, okay. Yeah, I guess I, I guess <laughs> no, you're right. I should. I should let you stay here. <laughs> yeah. That is um, a that's a it's a fun These movies are fat all of his movies are fascinating and the idea behind all of them are fascinating too. Um so it just you read the synopses of them, they don't always give it the 
strangeness that it deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like this one just says a vagrant enters the lives of an arrogant upper-class family, turning their lives into a psychological nightmare. That's Sounds essentially great. true, but it doesn't give you mm-hmm. all the details that makes it such a strange film. So uh, I, every time he comes out with the film, I get very excited. The unfortunate part is his last film was very straightforward and really boring. And I don't know what happened. That sucks. That one was called <laughs> Schneider versus Bax. And it was about two assassins. And I was like, this is not you. This is, <laughs> this yeah, is not yeah. what you do, sir. Something, something Please return to what you do. Yeah. So I, I highly recommend uh, almost anything by Alex Van Warmerdam. Great. Okay, yeah. so is that Borgman and... Uh, and uh, The Last Days of Emma Blank. Last Days of Emma Blank, Barbarella. And uh, what was the first one you went? You did? 32 short films about Glenn Goulds. Yes. And those are your weird movies. You should watch them. Uh, broaden the spectrum of your cinema appreciation. There it is. Okay. Oscar nominations were made, Christopher. Yeah, we Did can you talk see about that. We can talk about that. All right, let's do some knee-jerk reactions here. Up for best... Do you Have you looked at them? I have looked at them. Okay. Up yeah. for best picture... We got Nomad Land. Great. Love yeah, it. see, I'm happy with. Uh, I realize I've only seen a handful of these, but I'm very okay. happy generally that Minari and Nomad Land. Well, I'm going to go through each one. Well, I didn't realize we're each doing one. lists. Let's do the list. I'm doing the list. Okay. Nomad Land. <laughs> Great. We're happy. Yeah. Minari. Also very happy. Yeah. Sound of Metal. Very pleased. Yeah, I know you like that one a lot. And you didn't watch that one? I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Okay. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah up for best Love pick. Love that. Great choice. Promising <clears throat> Young Woman. Have not seen it. I have not seen it yet, but I keep hearing about it. Um, and so that one is probably next on my list to watch. Trial of the Chicago 7. Was kind of surprised to see it as best pick. Yeah, did you see that one? I saw that one. I, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was best pick, but All right. uh, but okay. Uh, the Father with Anthony Hopkins. Have not seen it yet. I have no interest. I don't know why I like Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I think just, you know what it is? It's the title. I don't like the title. Just, just so I don't care. What? Oh, The Father? Okay. Somebody's mad at your dad. I've seen that movie. I'm, and I'm, then, this, is, this is my, re- again, only knee-jerk <laughs> reactions. Only knee-jerk. Yes. None of these will be thoughtful. <laughs> and then the last one yeah, up for this best one. pick, Mank. Mank. Yeah. I was so surprised. And again, haven't seen Are it. Are you surprised I don't, that Hollywood loves Hollywood? No, I guess not. But it's not been getting – Like I know you hated it. Uh, but it has not been getting good reviews as far as I could tell. So I was surprised Hollywood. that it came up. Yeah, you're right. They just Hollywood. Like, it's a story about Citizen Kane. It's like a famous director. Like yeah. a lot of famous people are in it. It's just like it's supposed to be. It was like designed for this. And now I have to watch it because I'm curious. Wow. And it wasn't your that expectations are rock bottom. So you'll probably come back and be like, yeah, oh, I like it. That is true. <laughs> God bless low expectations. I know. Okay, best actor. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, right. Chad Bozeman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Stephen Young for Minari. 
Yeah. What do you think about those? Uh, you know what? Yeah. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, the father, again, knee-jerk reaction, not interested. Uh, <laughs> I like Gary Oldman. He's got plenty of Oscars and, not, and whatever, and you don't like the movie. That's good enough for me. Bet. Great. Uh, Steven Yeun, great. I will say, I only, <laughs> I don't know why I have this feeling, and it's dumb. He was mm-hmm. great in it. He was so good in it. Uh, I feel like he wasn't in it as much as I thought he was going to be. That doesn't mean he shouldn't be nominated. I'm glad he is. I'm just so yeah. surprised by that. And there are people in the uh, supporting uh, actor nomination field that are clearly the leading actors. Yeah, I know. It, it always feels like supporting actors. So I, I mean, always feel like it I'm was weird in the Globes when uh, Daniel Kaluuya was nominated as best supporting when he was clearly yeah. one of the two main leads. But now two the two leads of that movie, including Lakeith Stanfield, are both supporting uh, nominees. Yeah. It's so it's just very strange and inconsistent how they do it. And that always throws me a bit. But yeah, I, yeah. Love, I love Steven Yun and uh, very excited about Chadwick Boseman from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And Riz Ahmed for A Sound of Metal, I've heard nothing but good stuff. So I hope he wins. I'm I'm happy for all three of those nominations. Yeah, I want Riz. Um, okay, uh, actress. We got Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Really happy to see that. Yeah, super happy uh, about that. Andrew Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Did not see it. No, uh, that's another one that's on my, like, I got to see that real soon so I can catch up with all this. Vanessa Kirby for uh, Pieces of a Woman. I did not see that. Nor I. Francis how McDormand. Good are we, how good are we as a cinema podcast and we don't watch movies? <laughs> That's challenging. I just like to address what everyone's thinking is like, do they even watch movies? All right, continue. <laughs> Francis McDormand for Nomadland. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. She's very good. I haven't seen that film yet. Um, I am very excited about Viola Davis and Francis McDormand, and I wish, again, being ignorant of the other three, I wish yeah. uh, McDormand Davis tie. Has that ever happened? I want that to happen. <laughs> I just think they both, those are my two favorite performances, period, of yeah. the year. And I just, well, yeah, there's a third, uh, which we'll get to. But uh, I really wish both of them would get could get it. I, I'm edging Viola Davis because Frances McDormand wins all the time. So. Well, so does Viola Davis. Honestly, the two of them probably have the same number of awards as my guests. That's true. <laughs> oh, I know. Let's track it. True. Okay. Um, and then for best director, we've got – Thomas Vitterberg for another lot, round. I have a lot to say about this, but go ahead. Okay. Thomas Vitterberg for another round. Uh, David Fitcher for Mank. Leah Isaac Chung for Minari. Uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomad Land. And Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. Or is it Fennel? I'm not sure. Uh, haven't seen it. Don't watch movies. Uh, Nomad Land, <laughs> Minari. Great. Uh, another round is interesting. It's, it's so. Out of the blue, that Thomas Vinterberg's yeah. a great director. Uh, another round I just watched. It's a really good movie. Currently playing on Milwaukee Film Sofa Cinema. Um, nice. It's a really good movie, and uh, Mass Mickelson is great in it. Why? Mm. What? It just out of nowhere. That is one of the five best directors they chose out yeah. of 
like eight or nine films that they've said are best films. His isn't one of them. Uh, it's right. nominated also in the international yeah, it uh, is. pictures and no other nominations for it. It's so absurd that that just pops up here for no reason. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm uh complete. I mean, there's a lot of the best film nominees that could have replaced him in that category. And it's very strange. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm I, so much angry about it as confused. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm pulling for a closeout for no man. Ben. My mom's calling one second. Just kidding. We're good. I mean, she's calling, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and so, uh, notable snubs. Yeah. Um, never rarely, sometimes always, I think sure. should have gotten nominated for, um, best actress and direction and first cow not nominated for freaking anything i that's what i looked up i genuinely looked up whether it was uh if it like missed the timeline like technically it was a 2019 film or at least that's what it says on imdb but then it was nominated for so much stuff in independent spirit awards gotham awards it but globes nothing and then nothing from uh the obviously from the Oscars and that movie was like heavily praised. It's a beautiful movie and it's Oscar bait. I feel like it's Oscar bait. Yeah, for sure. It was not just us that loved it. I mean, it it was for sure. It was just like beautiful and slow and uh, uh, impactful. Definitely like Oscar things that the Oscars recognize. It's not a big enough movie that people are going to call it out as a snub is my guess. But I genuinely am, am stricken by it. I am it too. makes no sense to me. I am um, too. And also, I will say, and quickly in the documentary category, there's a lot of great stuff in there. But Dick Johnson is dead. I feel like that's a snub. I mean, this is such an inventive, heartbreaking, and funny documentary. But uh, it's not shocking to me. They don't like humor. <laughs> they, yeah. They absolutely hate and disrespect anything that has humor and life in it. It always has to be something devastating or truly. I think Palm Springs could have got nominated for some things. Yeah. Um, I think it could performances or, or, or something could have been nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Screenplay would have been good, but yeah, it it never happened. That that is offensive. I'm offended. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. uh, Big is like one of end toy story. Are strangely the only notable, I mean, Toy Story, I mean, comedy. You're loosely calling both of those. Big is obviously a comedy. Right. But that was nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. And then uh, and then Toy Story. Those are the only two that I can think of. Um, yeah. Maybe a Woody Allen movie. So history doesn't look back on that very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe in the, sure. in the days. Anyhow. But yeah. still. It's it's so rare and and it's very silly. Yeah. Overall, I think the Oscars could have done worse. I think it depends how many actual wins Mank gets. I mean, if like <laughs> yeah. if, Man- if Mank be, sweeps, yeah. it'll be another Green Book year, and we'll just yeah. have to like scrub it from our collective memory and right. go back to talking about. I mean, like last year, Parasite winning was like okay, maybe the Oscars are onto something. You know, We're maybe. Improving. Maybe Chloe Zhao wins for Nomadland and maybe, you know, maybe Minari wins something. But if like if Mank 
and Trial of Chicago 7 sweeps, it'll just be like, here's the Oscars just being Oscars. Yeah. So I think it could, I think it could definitely, I think the, the nominations could definitely have been better. Uh, I also think they could have been worse. I think that's, uh, I think it's definitely been worse a lot recently. Um, yeah. Moonlight winning was great. Uh, even though they, at the very last minute, tried to give it to <laughs> white people, white white people yeah. save jazz. Right. That's why people yeah. like that movie. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they do it. And then, uh, yeah, and Parasite. Um, but yeah, there's just Green Book was like a, a disaster. Oh, it was that a that was a pothole. Yeah, and there's just historically, so they're just. I think they're chipping away, maybe, and hopefully they're changing their uh, makeup enough that it'll start switching i mean those people like just to be frank some of those people are gonna die soon what? there's a lot of old people <laughs> oh, man i know hey polly it's, it's not me Waiting i'm not choosing it time. i'm not <laughs> condemning them to death it's just how life works but there's mm-hmm. so many old people uh who don't need to be on there anymore they don't really wow. have a sense of what's going on anymore let's end the podcast right here that's that just, is your final thought if we could edit this to where i just say they're all gonna die <laughs> and then the police come to my home a couple hours later uh, okay that's it oscar <laughs> nominations and weird movies this is cinebuds cinebuds is edited by dj kenny perez he's the best we get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the license lab. Fancy. We also get uh, our our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Nuske. Oh boy, the Nuske. And thank you to Associated Bank. Thank you. Thank you to Milwaukee Film members and 889 members. I look forward to seeing you face to face one day. Um, and digitally, because we are going to be doing a virtual podcast. We're going to be doing a live podcast. Oh, pod. yeah. We're going to talk in, about this a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in April, we are planning a live pod. So we will have yeah. that. And Keep an eye out. In April 21st, we're going to be doing a live podcast. You'll be able to see our beautiful faces. And, uh, and weigh in on the conversation. And I will show you my entire home. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to be moving the whole time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I like that that's the selling point that you chose. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about great movies. We're going to have a lot of laughs. I'll show you my home. <laughs> what kind of fridge does Christopher have? Well, you will find out. <laughs> all right. I am in. That's a good yeah. tease. Yeah. Um, all right. And thank you to uh, one person that would, you know, this whole thing wouldn't be possible in all sincerity. Uh, Christopher Polly! Oh, Joseph L. Mankiewicz. I would oh, like, that's no. who we would like. Oh, no, me. Oh, no, me. no. It's, it's me? Okay. Well, I appreciate it. I'm a little bit better than Joseph L. Mankiewicz. Yes. Thank you, Kate Polly. You're welcome. Right. 